What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of Golink. Golink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then Golink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. All right, y'all. When I listen to podcast episodes, I don't love a long intro, but I'm going to give you a very good intro for this next person, Dr. Jen Esker or Doc Jen Fit. Jen joins us for an amazing conversation. I'm so appreciative that I got to sit down in her apartment and have this dope convo. She's a physical therapist, an educator, social media influencer, and just a plain dope person. And when you hear this conversation, you can tell, you can hear, you can feel that she's, ton- she's done a ton of personal growth and she shares those vulnerable, authentic truths with us. She has grown right along with her social media following, which is now in the hundreds of thousands. Yes, she has over 500,000 followers on Instagram. Um, she grew up like her upbringing. She grew up extremely obedient, which resonates with me because that's how I was. And we talk about her exploring the freedom of those boundaries and pushing those boundaries. And we talk about how breathing, like breathing techniques, can reduce your physical pain. This is super dope because you might just, hey, give me a massage, rub my shoulders. But breathing can help your back pain or with your headaches. She discusses her own health problems and how she has overcome them. Self-acceptance, listening to her gut, forgiving herself, what she learned in a negative, unfaithful relationship and how she is thriving in a new and beautiful relationship. And she just released an app that you need to download. So stay tuned for after the conversation to hear our challenge and to get the deets on the app because it is dope. I highly endorse it. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. There's a wide ranging, amazing, motivational, just so many goodies and truths in here. So get ready. Let's go. Jen, how are we? Welcome to the Goaling Show. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, for real though, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like, okay, I'm going to lean back here. Yeah, get comfortable. Get comfortable. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Like, it means a lot to me. Like, you know, of course we don't like to say like, but it's just a reality of like, okay, this person with hundreds of thousands of followers, I know you're more than that. Like you're a genuine human and that's why I already connect with you. But it means a lot that you made time for me for real. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't Uh even see it as like, like the following is, Uh you know, whatever. Mm. And that's just grown 
over time, which has been so incredibly amazing that people continue to want to come and learn about their bodies. Um, but I, it's never been something that I'm like, well, now I'm celebrity status. <laughs> has it ever gone his, here since we are on this topic? Yeah. Has it ever gone to your head though? Um, or losing followers has ever that gone to your head? Sometimes, your sometimes it's like, um, like, oh, why aren't people like grasping it? Or am I mm-hmm. like, it makes me sad in a sense of like, I'm trying to educate. I don't know if people are getting the concept anymore. What do I need to do? How can I capture audience? Um, in a way of wanting to educate more, mm-hmm. but not like I know that it ebbs and flows and it comes and goes and sometimes I lose and and sometimes it, it, it does get frustrating because I'm putting a lot of work into it, yeah. especially like as it continues and algorithms change all the time and things happen. Um, so sometimes I do notice myself getting like sad and down. Yes. But not necessarily, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I try not to come from an ego place. Mm-hmm. I do have to obviously check, like, yep. am I, is this coming from a place of, like, wanting to be seen? Or is it coming from a place of wanting to help? And so always making yeah, sure, like, like where is this, where is my intention behind this? And, and okay, how can I just continue to move forward and say I'm going to continue to give and continue to give back? And whoever needs to see it is going to see it. Yeah, that's cool. And it's funny. I'm trying to get that in place right now because even sometimes when like literally I've been in, I remember losing one follower. I was like, what, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just because you, you watch it. Yeah. But cause for me, it's like, okay, like you have to measure that impact somehow. Mm-hmm. And that is a number obviously. Yeah. Um, how, how else do you measure your impact besides like, how do you know people are grasping it or like you're making an impact in their life? the feedback that I get. Mm. And honestly, it means so much too to like <laughs> get random feedback from people mm-hmm. on the streets or I'll be yeah, at a conference cool. or something and someone will come up to me, I follow mm. you, you're doing great work. And I'm like, okay, okay, good. <laughs> like people are still appreciating what I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. And um, because as my Instagram has grown, like I've grown with it and mm-hmm. I am mm. now more open than I've ever been. And I feel like I can connect with my audience on a on even a deeper level than just the body, you know, and just what I've shown from time to time. And it continues. And so as that continues to grow, I continue to grow. So knowing that people are still appreciating the type of content and the information that I'm giving. Mm -hmm. And as I continue to learn just with clients that I have or courses that I take, like my information is going to change and it's not necessarily like right, wrong, good, bad. Mm -hmm. And you know, here's this one thing for this injury, like it continues to expand and grow. And so I, I just to know that people are like appreciating mm-hmm. the continued content and the continued knowledge, even as it changes, I, I'm very like, it just means a lot. So looking for that feedback. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you are doing well and because it can be, some people think Right. Like if you don't have the following you have or anything, right, that any level of success, people think you don't need to hear that. Yeah. But you do just like anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Of like trust, like you're killing it. Like you're doing awesome. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Like for real, we all need it. Yeah. You know, and so you got to make sure to from any level, any human, we all need that. And we'll jump into that because I've been 
um, impressed of how you are jumping into other topics besides just the body. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. So let's go to, um, little, little Jen, like, <laughs> like you as a kid, because I want to know more of like, cause I think you had a similar upbringing as me as far as like religious conservative. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard you talk about how shy you were me too. And so like, kind of describe like, what was your childhood like? My childhood was great. Mm-hmm. Like so incredibly appreciative for the upbringing that I had. Um, mm. And the parents that I had and, um, yeah, and the structure that I had. And structure is, and routine is amazing for children and necessary in their continued growth. But um, I think at, at some point along the way, I allowed that to kind of hinder my own exploration in continued questioning and mm-hmm. continuing to dive into myself and, and knowing the answer for me rather than relying on, like, being told the answer or being told what to do. I was like mm-hmm. little miss goody two shoes. Then yeah, were you just <laughs> rule like, follower. Okay, me too. So were you just like obedient? Just like whatever, just whatever it was, were you just like, I'll do it. Whatever your parents said. Yeah. I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty like rule follower, um, mm-hmm. to a T and even like, I remember like in college then, like I didn't drink through high school or anything. Mm-hmm. And then once I hit college, then I like experienced what mm-hmm. drinking was and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember going to like Santa Barbara for Halloween with my cousins one year. Mm-hmm. And we did the Wizard of Oz. And I was, um, what is her name? What's the main person? Dorothy. Dorothy. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, how did you forget <laughs> That's that? Funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was her because like all nice and perfect and uh, all okay, the okay. things, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, so it was funny, like even from my family, even from whatever, like I got categorized in that, but I also was living into that. Like I, there's even a video from when we're like five, maybe a little bit older. We're probably like seven or eight and I'm mm. playing with my cousins um and we all used to go camping as a whole family and no I gotta say we were like five we were young <laughs> and you can just see um all our personalities right there in like five seconds where my uncle was kind of videotaping into mm-hmm. a, a tent that we were all playing in me and my two cousins that I'm closest with one of my cousins is kind of dominating my other cousin <laughs> and like playing and yeah. tickling which she, she is so the t- controller dominator mm. and then my other cousin just like living it up and laughing which she's just like the funny one go mm. with the flow mm-hmm. and then when they rolled over the bed sheet came off so i came over and put the bed sheet that's back funny. on <laughs> like immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, like it showed all our personalities in like five seconds which is just yeah. crazy that's so cool like really though like there is a balance of what is it, uh, nature and nurture. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like kids was innately in us already. Just immediately, like yeah. with you, you know. Yeah, that's cool. So when did you? I'm curious with this for myself. So just so you know, well, so why didn't you drink? So like, what is like your specific religious background? Um, I grew up Catholic, but okay. I mean, we have wine in church. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's not really like. Uh-huh. I I think it was just um, more so my family upbringing mm. and knowing that like to mm. be a good student and mm. and growing up as a gymnast, uh, Friday nights I had gymnastics until nine and so 
And then gymnastics Saturday morning early. So I wasn't going out partying. I didn't go to any football games. I, so I just had a very different structure in that way where I was committed to gymnastics when, when I was in it. And then Mm -hmm. once I was out, I was still committed to like, well, why would I do that now? I don't need to. Mm -hmm. And I was still kind of committed to this. I want to play the role of being good and following the rules. And, Mm -hmm. and I wanted that for myself. So how has that benefited you? We're going to go into you kind of testing the waters the other way, but how has that structure or being good? Yeah. How has that benefited you into adulthood? Um, I always am searching for, am I integrity in integrity with where I want to be? And so whether that is what I'm posting on social media, um, yes, I know what is going to draw in more viewers and, So like, okay, I will post something in workout clothes, like in leggings and a sports bra, Mm because I know that is going to be more attractive. And is my information going to just be about the body or is it actually going to be educational? So making sure that I can walk that line Mm -hmm. of understanding I do get to draw people in. That's marketing aspect 101. (laughs) How are you going to draw on the audience? And how am I going to be in integrity to what I believe and, and what I'm trying to promote? And so making sure that I'm always just being so mindful or even if I'm going out and doing something or if no one's watching, like how am I still showing up for me? Or I said that I was going to eat well this week mm. and not put in a lot of sugar. Or I said that I was going to get up and go meet someone for a workout. Like, am I being in integrity with my own word? That's cool. And that's because I have you experienced with people who are not like that because I am naturally like that. Yeah. And it's, it's almost, it's weird because it started off as like just doing the right thing for church leaders or parents, mm-hmm. but then it turned into me. Like if I don't keep my promise to myself, like even if I write something down, like I could show you like my, I do a, like five things I want to accomplish every day. Mm. And if I don't check one of those things off, it like eats at me. Totally. Because it's like I said, I was going to do it. Right. Um, that's interesting. So how did you, well, quick fact for you, I've actually never been drunk. Wow. Still. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. I can't say the same. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but, uh, so how, how have you started to test that or what, what have your experiences been of, because I feel like every upbringing, it all has a purpose. Like we're all different. Yeah. Like, cause some people feel like, oh, my parents did this or they didn't do this or I was raised this way or wasn't raised this way. It's like, well, regardless, it's what's happened yeah. and you have your path and you have your purpose and like it has your strengths, you know, and it has the weaknesses that you got to explore. So have you, how have you started to explore the other side? I don't even know what you would call that. I don't want to say disobedient, Yeah. but kind of playing in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it was still like, it was just like being open to new experiences Mm. because there's a large part of me that playing into being, you know, little miss, goody two shoes mm-hmm. and wanting to follow the rules and everything kept me in a box rather than allowed me, mm-hmm. allowing me to explore and really make decisions for myself. Like, am I doing this because my parents said I need to do this or my boyfriend said I need to do this or my friend said, 
Or am I doing this because I really want to do it? Or I don't really want to do it. And so starting to really explore those things, I think, um, allowed me to then like open up and be like, okay, how does this make me feel? What if I Mm. tried it? What if, um, and knowing that I would be honest. So my parents knew when I drank and Mm -hmm. I'm actually very like appreciative. Like I even had one time (laughs) where my mom, I mean, this is obviously past 21 now. And, um, I remember going on a run with my mom and she was like, you know what? I'm actually like really proud that you got to experience your like Vegas years yeah. and go and do that because mm-hmm. uh, my brother and sister both had gotten married very young and like mm. went into family life right away and went into the grind right away of like work, family, kids, you know, yeah. and all of that. And I didn't. And she was like, I'm actually like glad you got to travel and glad you got to explore what Vegas life would be. And and it also kept it very open where I had friends that we would go to Vegas and they would be like, oh, bye, mom, going to Palm Springs with my girlfriends. So they would lie. They would lie. Mm. And I didn't have to lie. That's so cool. My parents knew where I, I, where I was and knew that I was going to be responsible because I'm not lying. I'm not trying to push any boundaries. I wasn't mm. going home with guys or doing anything weird. I definitely was never into drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to Vegas. I got into the clubs for free and I could dance mm-hmm. all night long. Like <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. And my parents were like, knew about it. Anything I'd post on social media, social media, my parents knew about it. Mm. Um, so I am again, so grateful that though they were strict while I was growing up, I also was able to you know, develop that relationship along the way and continue to say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And and rather than scolding me, allowing me to have the freedom to explore. Hmm. That's why do you think, like, what did your parents do well to raise like such a good kid? Oh my God. Or, and just a person. I, I I can't even imagine like raising kids, especially like as we Mm -hmm. continue to develop (laughs) into this social media world and whatever it's becoming. Um, I, I don't even know how they did it, to be honest, because they were pretty <laughs> strict growing up. And I think what they did well was creating structure mm-hmm. and creating the ability for us to explore within that structure. Yeah, that's so cool. I really like that, like, whole philosophy. Yeah. I like that philosophy. Where does your, like, love and energy come from? Uh, my family people that I surround myself with for sure I have again been so fortunate to grow up in such a connected and generous amazing family where I was connected my best friends were my cousins growing up we went on whole family vacations with my aunts and uncles and my grandparents my grandparents showed up to my gymnastics competitions not just my parents Mm. And I got to see a lot of amazing examples of love and partnership. Um, very rarely did I, were there divorces, which good or bad, I don't really know, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't know the in-depth of their relationships, but I do know that we all showed up for each other no matter what. Hmm. And if you weren't there, grandma was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it really gave me that appreciation of loyalty, trust, love, like love no matter what and, and openness, like, okay, you messed up. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's explore why. And Mm. being able to have that relationship with my cousins, with my grandparents, with my aunts and uncles, with my parents, like I, the energy comes from having, having all those amazing 
people around me and having yeah. support. That's true, man. I, I can tell. Like, you freaking love your family, which is dope. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that, that's cool because, like, there isn't, you know, like, in the, especially, like, the millennial generation. Yeah. I feel like you just want to get away. Yep. Or you blame them for and things. And that's the message, I think, that mm. happens a lot, too. And different in every circumstance. Just like I'm a physical therapist, you ask me about a pain, I'm going to say it depends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it depends <laughs> in in the relationships with which you're around as well. And I just know that there might be some family members who aren't open to walking down the same path or, or growing or whatever that may be. It doesn't make it wrong, right, good, bad. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. And so it's the ability to hold space, accept, allow, and then know when your energy gets to move into being around them and when you need to pull your energy out. But mm-hmm. not about judging, not about making it wrong or right. Um, and not necessarily about having to cut it off unless it's like, like understanding your boundaries, I think is, Mm. is the main thing and being able to communicate from a place of love rather than a place of judgment. So what is that? What is communicating? Like say, yeah, like what, what is that? What is communicating, communicating from a place of love? Cause it is so easy here. I'll tell you something actually. Yeah. I was on the plane on the way here and I saw the dude in front of me, like he had a bandage on back of his, on the back of his head. And I was just like, Oh, like maybe he got surgery. And then later I saw, I think he was a burn victim. And because, you know, just like his arms, like he's missing some fingers. And immediately my thought, like my programming went to judgment just automatically. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's weird. Or, you know, and then I, then I stopped and I was like, no, and then I immediately said in my head and like stared at him and like tried to like send sonic waves of like love. And it's like, dude, you're the freaking man. Like, I love you. And I hope everything's going well. And even just that, I could tell it was just put me like in a better state of mind and a heart state. So what does that mean for you? Of Even when it's hard, like how do you love someone and trust their path and unfolding? Because it is so, it's so easy to say, well, it's not benefiting me. Mm-hmm. So how do you trust that process and that space? Like you said, that allow that space. I always know that we're all on our own journeys mm-hmm. and no matter, and that's going to mean something different to everybody. And, and we all have our own perceptions of things mm-hmm. like all the time. You can be in the same exact situation as someone and they're going to take a perception maybe different than what you took and then that's when we create these I'm right you're wrong like this is what happened and like the memories that we actually have of um I think I was watching some documentary about like what our brain actually remembers in terms of memories do you know what the percentage is isn't it like it's something crazy low that we actually remember you only remember 30 percent yeah which is insane to Which me. Which kind of scares me. I'm like, is my childhood even real? You know? <laughs> I know, right? But that's why, okay, mm-hmm. going into the practices of how can I preserve my brain and what I do have mm-hmm. even more. Like, that makes it even more important, uh, which is a whole different topic, mm-hmm. right? But just understanding, like, we're all going to develop our own, uh, our own perceptions of things and allowing someone to have that journey for themselves mm-hmm. and they're going to make up what it is for themselves. Like we're all selfish beings. It really is true. 
So mm-hmm. if we stop making it about us and just know like that's that's theirs, they're doing their own thing. Like, you know, I recently went on a retreat and we got to really be in the observation of Mother Mother Earth, Mother mm-hmm. Nature. And the things that I took away from that is really being in this appreciation of how Mother Earth, Mother Nature, whatever, but we've always called her mother, no matter what, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, like mm-hmm. that's always been the thing. Um, she embodies both feminine and masculine so incredibly well. Like, so, like it should be goals for all human beings <laughs> <laughs> because if we look like the intention behind Mother Nature, like waves are going to crash, things are going to happen no matter what. So do you literally mean like ocean waves are going to crash? Yeah. So talk about that. Like, what does that symbolize? Intention, directness, Hmm. mad respect. Like you have to, if you're going to be in the ocean, you got to respect the ocean (laughs) or else you can die. Uh So a mad respect because of the directness, the intention, the, like the force behind Hmm. like, I mean, anything, right? You could be hiking, you could be biking, you could be whatever. You never, you never know when a rock is going to come up or the path is going to change or anything might Mm -hmm. happen. So that ability for that directness creates this respect or it should. I mean, a lot of people don't have as much respect, right? (laughs) But it's, it's that unawareness of that respect. So that intention, that directness, I feel like that's that masculine And then the feminine is if you just walk into mother nature, like look at all of the living organisms that she holds. So holding space for literally everything and anything Hmm. and this incredible allowance and grace for us humans coming and building and doing all these things and like, okay, I'm going to build here or I'm going to grow here. Like, okay, I'm going to flow here. Like whatever, like there's this amazing acceptance and allowance and holding space, which is the feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to marry both of those, yeah. like that should be our goal. And we don't really, we can't, it's hard to do that with a lack of awareness, which is why people don't then respect the earth or respect what we do, what, what she holds, what she really, you know, her force and her being and, um, how we do get to be mindful of recycling or doing all these other things. Like we're not as aware of it because we're just lacking that awareness. And I think that's human, human interaction mm. as well if we lack the awareness of another person having their perception, another person having their experience, another person going through their journey and allowing that and allowing that space, then we make it about us. We take mm-hmm. it personally. We, we say, oh, they're not good, or yeah. we put judgment on it. And it's that lack of awareness. And it's the same with our bodies. And it's like, if I don't have the awareness within my body. I don't know that I need to eat better. I don't know that I need to be moving into different areas within my body and exploring different like places in my body if I'm just lacking awareness. Mm. So for me, awareness is, is key. It brings us back into this continuing to come back to, okay, where am I right now? Who am I being? How am I showing up for myself? How am I showing up for other people? Um, how am I showing up for anything? in life around me and it's it's never going to be like a snap everything's perfect (laughs) I know it all (laughs) it's a journey it's a continued Mm -hmm. journey and and I think it's it's that allowance to 
be on that journey for yourself too. like know that you're going to mess up, know that it's not going to go your way all the time, know that you can't control things. And it's just that continual awareness to come back to, okay, I'm coming back to where I am in this moment again and again and again. That's the thing though, like of what you said, it's so easy to say, but how do you practice that? Because even it was yesterday morning and I woke up and I was in, I was immediately reactive thinking of all the things I have to do. Mm-hmm. And then, so for me, it's like, okay, I got to meditate, drink my tea and journal. And then that, so like, how do you again and again and again, get back into that state of awareness? Um, just like you said, developing mm-hmm. my practices that I need for myself. So mm-hmm. for you, I think that's such a beautiful practice to understand, okay, this is going to take me back into myself. And I think meditation in general is going to help so many people if we can start to be open to the practice of that. And for a lot of people, I just start with the breath because mm-hmm. if we can slow the breath and really focus on what the breath can do for us, it can literally change our nervous system and mm-hmm. our and our chemicals within our brain and within our body. So if we can start to adjust um, our whole system just based on breath, then we automatically kind of tap into that uh, meditative state and come Mm -hmm. back to self. Yeah. I've heard you talk about that, about the power of breath. Mm -hmm. So will you tell me like it's different than what people think? Yeah. Right. So tell me like blow our minds with breathing. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds weird, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I like to blow people's minds in the <laughs> easiest way possible yeah. and make it like uh-huh. so simple. Like my whole Instagram has grown and developed after simple things. Like I mm. try to dumb everything, dumb it down, right? That sounds bad, but I try to make it as digestible as possible because mm-hmm. then that's when you really start to build that awareness. Like you're not going to understand some complex terms and then try to take that into your body and apply that every time you're going to apply what's actually easy to understand. So if we go back to the breath and we look at this breath cycle, we have the inhalation phase and the exhalation phase. Mm -hmm. So, and if we just cut that in half, the inhalation phase is actually more of that, that sympathetic. So that is, so you have your autonomic nervous system, sympathetic, parasympathetic, Mm -hmm. Sympathetic is that fight, flight, freeze. So we've probably all heard of that. That's that sympathetic state. The, if we, the other half, the exhalation, is the parasympathetic state, the rest, relax, digest state of being. And so if you think about it then, if you just slow down the inhalation or take lower or not um, a shorter amount of time on the inhalation hmm. and a longer amount of time in the exhalation, then we increase and we actually tap on that parasympathetic system, hmm. that rest, relax, digest. And it's usually, it, it's usually opposite of what, how yeah, we think. People focus on the inhale. Yes. We always focus on mm-hmm. the inhale, take a big <laughs> inhale and relax. And it's like, yeah. hold it at the top. And then, you, and then <laughs> it's like, exactly what happens. it's complete opposite. Yeah. And it depends. Like if I need to go into this excitatory state, if I'm going to go, you know, I don't know, do a competition Mm -hmm. or go work out or go do something Mm -hmm. that I want my body to be excited for, then I probably want to ramp up and get into a more inhalation state. Mm. But if I'm trying to calm the F down, (laughs) if I I am (laughs) like feeling overwhelmed, feeling not good enough, like 
granted this happens to everyone like imposter syndrome no confidence it's not that you don't have confidence it's this moment that is coming over you and this so and it's that stress it's that panic it's that anxiety so if we can start to address that and shift that into that parasympathetic into that um exhalation phase Hmm. then we can literally start to adjust it so quickly so easily and even pain this is what i use a lot for pain yeah so tell me about that because i want i want to know more about this so like how does breathing like help my pain so typically Mm -hmm. what happens um and i just did this with my friend todd i went to todd herman's event called performance con Mm -hmm. uh, for online marketers and he came to me it was the second to last night and so it was the night before the last day and he was like locked up in his back really and he was like um so can you tell me (laughs) some things that i could do someone tried to rub me out already and it makes me feel worse and that's the thing like we Hmm. always we think where the pain is like i need to address right there where especially if we're talking about back pain, especially if you're the host of the whole event and you're putting on this huge thing that you want everyone to get a lot of benefit, that's a lot of pressure on you. Hmm. So already you have so much tension already built into your system. Like more than physical, right? Oh, so much more than physical. And so we talked about that for a second and he was like, you know, I'm actually, this is like the most relaxed I've ever felt in an event. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And you're still the host. Like, I think we take mm. things, things for granted, like, because it's, it does become a part of our everyday life. Like, well, I'm already doing a million things a day, so I feel fine. Mm. We've programmed that in to become our normal, our, par- our sympathetic state, that go, 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 high energy. We've programmed that in to be our normal. So why would it affect me? I feel relaxed. We you get feel, used to it. Yes, you feel relaxed at your heightened state. Yeah, you get used to the stress yes the stress that you get used to it and you, you it's your new normal yeah but it's that's doing a ton of damage so then we have to then learn how to program in more of that parasympathetic so all i did was i i was literally sitting across from him i wasn't even touching him didn't do anything hmm. and i just was talking to him about these things and so we talked about the stress we talked about like mindset around it But the thing about especially back pain is that when we feel pain, it immediately is a bad thing. We Mm -hmm. acknowledge pain as a trigger to be what is happening. Oh, no, this is bad. Or I don't have time for this, especially someone running an event. I don't have time for pain. Why is pain here? Like, I need this to go away. I'm (laughs) trying to speak on stage. I'm trying to do all these things. What is that doing? It's only increasing that sympathetic response. So were you just... Did you do a breathing practice with them? So I did a breathing practice. Okay, okay, okay. So we did, so I talked to him about, it's, it's so easy. It's totally just thinking about doubling your exhale. So for every inhale, however long you inhale, maybe two to four seconds, you're going to double that. I'm now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you're going to double that on the exhale um, and make it really slow and drawn out. The other thing to think about is where are you inhaling from? Where are you exhaling from? So if we talk about diaphragmatic breathing, which that word gets thrown around a lot, where is your diaphragm? How does it work? Like people don't even, they, they might talk about this and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I need to push my tummy in and out. And I'm like, yes, and that's not, like your diaphragm doesn't push forward and back. Your diaphragm actually goes up and down. 
mm. when we breathe and it re- and it's connected. I mean, it's connected from our neck all the way down to our hip flexor. That's why hip flexor tightness this can even be associated with how your, how your diaphragm is moving. But so your diaphragm rests underneath your rib cage. So rather than just thinking of your tummy pushing in and out, what I like to do is actually put hands around the low rib cage. And then I tell people, take a breath in and feel that rib cage expand to the sides, to the front and back. And that's where you should be breathing in from. And then a really slow exhale, either from your nose or from your mouth, like doubling however long you you were breathing in. Mm rather than taking this inhalation up. And shoulders, I've heard you talk about that. Yes, because that's what we do. We take this long inhalation and we lift our shoulders. We're literally using our accessory muscles to try to relax. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So accessory muscles are what we use. They help. Accessory means to help, right? So these are the muscles around the neck and the upper trap area and the chest that help if you're running that help if you're in like competitive and working out and doing other things to get you to breathe bigger, these Hmm. muscles will then help. But then why in a relaxed state are we recruiting them, right? We shouldn't be lifting our shoulders and recruiting these accessory muscles unless we're in that high level state. Hmm. So that's interesting. That's where it usually goes where people are, utilizing this too much because they're trying to relax and yet I'm at work I'm trying I'm like at the computer so already your head's going forward you're probably already getting hunched and crunched in here and then you're stressed and then you're trying to take breaths and you're like oh god I gotta get this done you're staying here and then mm-hmm. people are like I just need my upper traps rubbed out I have a <laughs> headache I have all this yes. and I'm like yeah because you're staying in that inhalation state hmm. the same of like someone scaring you and you're like <gasps> Everything gets tight, shoulders rise, and you stay in that inhalation and you hold. That's that excitatory state. So if then I can say, okay, I'm going to teach you how to tap into that parasympathetic. Go into that exhalation phase where you get out of a massage and you're like, ah. (laughs) That's the state that you want to find. Mm -hmm. And what that also does is it when we're in that inhalation state, that sympathetic, we're releasing more cortisol and adrenaline and we're just we're making our nerves even more sensitive. We're increasing that, that spasm, that stress within mm-hmm. our body and that tension. Because just like, again, someone scares you, everything gets tight and include to your body. If now I'm saying pain is bad, I don't have time for this, why is this here, da 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 we're increasing that spasm reaction. So mm-hmm. actually by trying to stand up straight, control it, like, oh my God, why is this here? I'm only making it worse. Ah, that's so interesting. So... So what what do we do besides yeah. you know? So what I did with you. Todd, <laughs> what I did with Todd was just have him put his hands on his rib cage, mm-hmm. and focus on how he's inhaling, how he's exhaling, mm-hmm. taking a longer exhale. Um, you can even like take your fingers and kind of dig underneath your rib cage mm-hmm. and try to get fluids moving a little bit better, drinking lots of water, relaxing the body, not worrying about tension and posture as much. Like you don't have to be in perfect posture; your back can flex. That's okay. Allow your body to relax and say it's safe. It's okay. Know that it's not about perfect posture that's going to fix you because that's only increasing tension within those muscles that are already tensed and spasmed. So how can we get you to relax then? Hmm. So, and what rubbing underneath the rib cage does, there's parts where your nervous system and your lymphatic system cross. Hmm. And if we can 
tap into both of those at the same time, we help to stimulate that nervous system with the breathing, getting you to relax, and we help to move the fluids through your body so that now your fascia can start to glide again, you can start to actually feel things within your body, and you can start to calm down that inflammation. Yeah, it really is just getting into the parasympathetic, like calm. Yes, and decreasing that mm. that cortisone levels, decreasing that sensitivity. Because when we, when we're increasing that inflammation, we're actually creating more sensitivity on those nerves, so they're going to feel mm-hmm. the pain a lot more. So, so what is inflammation? Well, like inflammation. Yeah. Because you hear so much about that. Yeah. Especially if you're into like health books or podcasts or whatever, you hear inflammation. Cancer, cancer, dementia. Yes. Like literally, what is it though? Like what is happening? Like what is happening when we say inflammation? I mean, there's so many different kind of processes that are, well, not so many different. There's a process that happens within the body and we don't really need to get into the Mm -hmm. technicalities of it. Mm -hmm. All you need to know is that you're, you're building up, like you're not allowing fluids to move throughout your body. You kind of build up this, um, think about like when your ankle gets swollen, if you mm-hmm. roll your ankle, right? And all these fluids and everything kind of come it to the inflamed. surface. And that is inflammation where fluids now aren't pulling and moving through the body. So that means there's going to be increased tension in the muscle tissue. There's The nerves are not going to move as well and have places to slide and glide. So everything kind of gets bunched and thicker. So if you think of that Baker, happening that makes sense. within the body, it's just not moving as well as it should. You've also probably heard that the body is 70% water that's yeah. why, or fluid. That's why we need to be drinking a lot more water. Well, if none of those fluids are moving the way that mm-hmm. they should, it's because there's, there's, it's all building and pooling. And so one of the other ways that we can actually start to increase the vasodilation, meaning that we just increase the diameter within our blood vessels Mm. and improve circulation and improve that is breathing in and out through our nose. Hmm. So nasal breathing that help that releases something called nitric oxide. And we actually cause those uh, blood vessels to dilate, to open Mm. so that we can get fluid to move better we can get oxygen to move through our bodies better we can oxygenate our brains not have as much fatigue and brain fog and all these other things so especially at night like if you're a mouth breather at night you're probably Mm. waking up groggy needing that coffee needing Mm. all these things not feeling energized for the day like breathing in and out through your mouth when you're sleeping is a big one that's crazy so breathing has a ton Especially like even meditation, you think like, oh, meditation is just to get calm. But even like focusing on breathing, because therefore breathing has tons of benefits. Like you didn't even think about. Tons. That's crazy. Even humming. Humming is a really good one. Yeah. So if you ever meditate and hum at at the exhale, one, you increase the exhalation phase. So like, like yeah. Okay. And you literally just hum. If you think about it, you want to hum as long as possible. So that's. That's a longer exhalation, so that automatically improves the parasymp- mm. or turns on the parasympathetic, and you also increase that ability to release nitric oxide within the within the body. So you automatically again uh, vasodilate those blood vessels and allow more blood flow and oxygen to be sent throughout your body. And bonus, <laughs> it, bonus. <laughs> it causes um, almost like an eccentric, which we call like a lengthening uh, load tension onto your pelvic floor, which 
all men and women have pelvic floors. And so <laughs> we actually help to strengthen um, our pelvic floors. That's while crazy. We um, <laughs> dang, we just got scientific. I know. As hell. Sorry. I'm trying to keep no, it as basic good. as possible, but just understanding that this all, yeah. it all plays a role and it's also important. What, like, have you, like, have you had any, you know, without getting too crazy personal, like health, not maybe not like scares, but like what health, personal health things like that you've had to get through? Because I think people will think like, oh, you're a, you know, physical therapist. You help so many people. You're perfect. Yeah. So like what, Um, what physical challenges like have you had to go through? So in grad school, um, well, in grad school, at one point, we did this um, where you take pictures in, like, sports bra and shorts and, like, kind of see your body alignment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, my left shoulder is, like, really high. And my <laughs> left hip goes in like crazy. Uh, and yeah. I was like, that's so weird. Like, I'd never observed my body like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also teaching Pilates at the time. And after a year of teaching at this chiropractic office, they were finally like, do you want an assessment? And I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> and so I went and did an assessment, did an x-ray and everything and found out that, oh, this is why my body alignment looks off because I have scoliosis. Oh, straight up. So I have a pretty significant scoliosis and, I, yeah. and, and a little bit of forward head too. And I was like, what? I, I thought I was being punked. I was like, that's not my spine. <laughs> yeah. You put someone else's up there. <laughs> um, because I don't have pain. I don't have problems. Like I'm, I am doing acro yoga and exploring my body and doing all these crazy things and lifting and whatever else. And so that was weird experience. And then, um, in, in grad school as well, I ended up getting, there was a year where I had really severe stomach pain, hmm. like severe severe I couldn't eat for a week sometimes um I would go into the hospital get put on morphine at first they thought it was my appendix and it wasn't that and then they thought um and then they one doctor was like saw me for like two seconds didn't talk to me at all and then sent me home with a flyer to not eat dairy and I was like you don't even know if I eat dairy that was immediate yeah wait he just he didn't talk to you he he saw me for like two seconds and then the next day or what Barely. The next dairy. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? You didn't even talk to me about my lifestyle. Um, and then, um, and then the final doctor was just like, "Oh, you're a grad student. You have a boyfriend. You have this. Like, you're stressed. You have mm-hmm. IBS, and and put it on stress and gave me anxiety meds. And I was like, I, I, which I didn't take. So I'm like, you should see some of the people in my class. They're stressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm competing in calisthenics. I'm mm-hmm. having fun. I'm doing my thing. Like I'm great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish the stomach pain would go away. Mm. And it wasn't until after the third time going to the hospital, my dad was finally like, you're doing the colonoscopy. And I was like, fine. <laughs> so I did a colonoscopy mm-hmm. and found out I had a twisted colon in three places. Wow. Is that from all the acro yoga? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my years of gymnastics and just twisted everything yeah. up. Honestly, I believe it was due to how I ate all growing up. How'd you eat? Uh, like bean and cheese burritos, bread, <laughs> yeah. chocolate milk, yep. <laughs> sugar, sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I had zero awareness. I was mm. the kid needing to like pop Tums and Gasex and and eating all of these things because I remember even going out to dinner sometimes and I would have to lay down in the booth before I was ready to eat again. Like, but we just hmm. thought, oh, it's like I just have stomach problems. 
here's a pill, take this. Tums mm-hmm. makes it better. Gasex makes it better. Like just take these pills. And I was, you know, I was conditioning myself that I was masking symptoms. I wasn't getting to the, but my parents didn't know. I didn't know. Yep. And I just continued to eat the way I did. And I think that is what over time developed into issues. And the more I've continued to learn, the more I've continued, like I haven't had any issues anymore. Um, I know when I do have bloating and stomach issues mm-hmm. based, I am not perfect. So based <laughs> on how I'm eating uh-huh. or allowing myself to eat and that, so that was a, that was a big one. And that came with more awareness of food and health and nutrients. And, and then did you, do you untwist? With the colonoscopy, it untwisted. Oh, I did. Okay. So, which was, <laughs> they partially knock you out. Uh-huh. And I remember still crying. Like I remember feeling tears. I remember it was an intense pain. Ooh. I remember trying to push the nurse's hand away from me because every Eek. time they went into a twist, the nurse had to push into my stomach so he could go yeah. into a twist. Um, and I eventually knocked out because I remember hearing one of the nurses like, ah, oh, she's crying. Should we give her more? <laughs> yeah. And I woke up um, a little while later and the nurse is like, oh, how you feeling? And I was like, that was awful. And he was like, oh, we hoped you'd forget. And I was like, yeah, no, you guys should have knocked me up in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It was, an, it was a crazy experience. Mm. Um, and so knowing that like, and all these like things that have happened, like I've had, I had issues with contacts for a while. So um, contacts? Contacts. Like eye contacts. Eye contacts. Why? Um, I was, I've just worn them so much throughout the years and I was starting to get cysts underneath my eyelids. Oh, and one eye doctor didn't really tell me what was going on. Just told me to take this really expensive, like little bottle of drops and it would go away and that wasn't working. So I went back to clear eyes because <laughs> um, my eyes were getting red. Yeah. And then went to another eye doctor who explained everything that was happening. And I started crying in his office, not because it was like scary, but because I actually had appreciation for like, oh, this is why. Mm-hmm. Like, and he actually educated me instead of just like, oh, just take this and yes. you'll be fine. And so... That gave me a whole appreciation with just how to work with humans as a physical therapist. Like, one, I'm going to talk to you, actually mm-hmm. get to know your story. I'm not going to diminish your experience of pain and just say it's all in your head. Like, let's work together and seeing where this actually, the root of the problem came from. Um, maybe it does have a little bit more to do with mindset, but maybe it is physical as well. So how can we play into both of those? How can I educate you into your body and mind Mm -hmm. and breath and everything? And how can I truly help to build that awareness and education? Because just like, I'm not going to even put drops in my eye without knowing why I would be doing it. No one is going to do exercises. I tell them unless they know why it's important. Yeah. Because we're we're looking for, you know, most of us are looking for the magic pill. Right. Unless you're empowered to understand that it's beyond that. Mm -hmm. And that it's like, and feel something. People need to feel it. Like, so many clinicians I know, it's just like, oh, well, the client didn't do their exercises. They got worse. I'm like, no, you didn't educate them as Mm -hmm. to why it'd be important. You didn't allow them to feel that in their bodies. And so actually it's on you. Who? So what do you mean feel? Like someone needs to experience that feeling of like, oh, I feel that the pain difference. I feel the change. Hmm. I understand how this exercise, how this breath work, how this whatever it may be would be beneficial into my health. No one's Mm -hmm. going to do it unless they understand 
why and they they feel that difference within their body so that that kind of it almost brings it back around of being in alignment with yourself and yeah. the integrity and like your why um, totally like do you have i mean you're, you're already making an impact but do you have like a big dream that you're like working for like do you have just like this would be <laughs> like I know you're enjoying life yeah. right now yeah you know enjoying every day but do you have like a big vision yeah I was actually just talking to my boyfriend about this um yesterday we were going into like what is you know the bigger picture here mm. what is like what are we working for and for me I feel like I am going to continue to feel on purpose as long as I know that I'm reaching people I'm connecting with people and I'm helping people whether mm. that's huge or small yeah do I want to reach more people? Totally. Because I know that when people start to understand this and truly feel it in their body, it's, there's a change and there can be so much power within that change that people can create in themselves um, and in their own bodies. And so I want to continue to reach more people. I, I want teams that are creative with me and, and I'm not just thinking of all the ways to reach mm. more people. I want other people like, telling me what to do and helping <laughs> yeah. me in that, in that creative, uh, vision together. Um, and that's, and that's really where I feel like I would be most on purpose. That's cool. I love that. So you've done, you're a master, you know, with the body. So make sure you, you know, follow Jen, go do her program. <laughs> Still learning, but <laughs> <laughs> right. We're always learning, but what yeah. is besides like something physical, well, no, I'll just ask this, like, what have you learned? Like what surprised you over the past year besides something like physical, mm -hmm. maybe it's spiritual. I don't know, yeah. whatever it is, like what has surprised you that you've learned? So one of the other body things that happened to me was I got shingles last year. Oh, and so what are shingles again? They're red. They're like, it kind of forms around the nerves. Typically it's around, um, your abdomen area, uh -huh. um, which I've had like a rash on my abdomen from heat stress from, uh. um, from when I was working out and wearing sweaty shirts. <laughs> so I thought that's what it was. Okay. And I kept rubbing like cortisone cream. Like, why isn't this going away? Eventually I went into the dermatologist and she was like shingles. I was like, Oh, great. And that to me became like my message goes so much deeper mm. because my message has always been, listen to the body. Like, um, where are you feeling tight? Where are you feeling restricted? Yeah. Where are you feeling weak? Listen to your body. Well, your body will lead you. Your body will tell you. And yes, on that physical level, yes, but it goes deeper. So are you listening to your stress? Are you listening to what your gut is telling you about the people around you? Mm. Are you listening within your relationship? Are you getting your voice heard within your workplace, within your family life, within like, are you feeling seen and heard and respected and like a human mm. as humans, we all want to feel seen Yeah. and you have to be able to speak your truth in order to even feel seen. And mm -hmm. I was in a place, I was in a relationship where I, Ultimately, I wasn't feeling seen hmm. and the stress was building so much that I got shingles. And now it's That's an crazy. incredible reminder for me. It's like, I don't have any tattoos, but this is now, I still have scars from shingles. So what, like, I'm going to like Google it because I don't know like what they look like. <laughs> it's but. almost like chicken pox. Okay. Okay. But I had waited uh -huh. until it scarred before oh. I even got it checked because 
That's fascinating. Typically with shingles, you get a lot of pain. It hurts because it's like a nerve pressure. Um, I didn't have pain with it, which I'm very grateful for, but it does come, it typically, it's like an autoimmune disease. So it comes on when you're stressed. Hmm. I was stressed. I I know this. I was very stressed at the time. I'm, you know, doing business, doing work life, doing everything and trying to like I was trying to force a relationship that wasn't happening Mm -hmm. and I even was seeking out therapy and I was, I was in a very place of, of just exploding. Exploding. I literally felt like I was like this little girl trying to like yell from my body of being like, like this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. And I wasn't able to effectively communicate like that feeling yeah. and I wasn't able to I just I didn't feel seen and for me that's okay I, I wasn't able to effectively use my voice effectively listen to myself either and so now and then fast forward a few months and it ends up <laughs> I was in an unfaithful relationship yeah. and so I was like oh that voice within me that gut that intuition that was me not listening that I was in a place that I shouldn't have been. Hmm. And so, and not trusting my gut and not trusting that something is off. Something is wrong. Why is this happening? Why? And so now it's my reminder to always trust my intuition. Like always come back to what am I feeling in this moment? How am I communicating it? Am I effectively being seen within my surroundings Mm. am i being seen within myself and am i allowing myself to trust myself that something feels off and and relay that effectively to be heard to be seen to whatever it is and it is my reminder like no other like listen to your body on a deeper level Mm. trust your gut trust yourself trust those feelings i don't care if it's crying anger sadness joy trust those feelings allow them to come forth obviously in situations where you would be accepted and Mm -hmm. supported by people um or maybe that's even journaling maybe that's meditating maybe that's going to a course um, maybe that's listening to a podcast, but allow yourself to feel the feelings mm-hmm. and, and really go into that and trust yourself that this is real for you right now. Wow. That was really powerful. <laughs> Jen, you're, yeah, you're a really good person. <laughs> I'm just trying to be, <laughs> come back to me over and over again, but thank you. <laughs> well, this is about you, obviously like, you know, it's okay to talk about yourself. That's, that's what this, you know, hour is dedicated towards so i wasn't in something like the exact same but earlier this year i tried i felt like it i tried to make a relationship work that just like you said like you're trying to even before you found all that uh, stuff like you knew mm-hmm. and i feel like we need to go through that right because now you have the reminder and now you can be um, fully willing and accepting of another full relationship that has all those other things, right? But why do you think we try and force past that? Um, I think going... Well, we know. I know, I know. It's, I think for me personally, mm-hmm. I think it's going back to um, needing the structure, needing 
the perfection. I was a gymnast too, so mm-hmm. I came from a very perfectionist background, <laughs> um, <laughs> which doesn't help anything. Her apartment looks really good too. It's pretty <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so going back to like wanting things to be right and mm-hmm. like, and people telling me like, oh, I'm so lucky and, and I have this beautiful thing and, yeah. and people comparing and me comparing and mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be or holding on to the idea of what, but, but I know it could be this and, and this is the potential that, and this is where we've talked about things going. So I'm going to hold on to the potential that has been told to me rather yeah. than face value. What is mm. in front of me right now? that I'm not receiving that in my deepest core values, just like we talked about family, mm-hmm. like those are super deep for me, aren't being seen. Cause if that's not being seen, I'm not being seen. So were you ignoring like straight up, was it like deep down you knew a feeling or were you ignoring like straight up like practical real world things? Oh, yeah. Both? <laughs> okay, okay. I was ignoring things and just saying, I was trying so hard to be in acceptance mode of like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of like, oh, but that's that person. That's okay. I'm going to accept. I'm going to be me. I'm going to lean yeah. in. Like, but here's what I also um, got to forgive myself on of, okay, I'm going to, for, like, after all this is done and going back and being like, what? I could be accepting and we're not aligned mm-hmm. and that's okay. And also accept that, you know, mm-hmm. rather than trying to force something. Um, but I also got to say, I forgive myself for staying in a place where I was repeating the pattern of I'm not enough. Oh, because if I'm saying I need to be more accepting, I need to be more this, I need to be more that, I'm also then saying I'm not enough as I am right now. Yes. And I am choosing then to stay in that place rather than this is okay, we're not aligned, I'm going to accept that and I'm going to walk away before needing to hear and know all the information. So that was a huge forgiveness of myself to I love that. I love that you are like focusing and have gone through the forgiving of yourself because I think through that situation we often talk about forgiving the other person. Yeah. But Which it's is like huge still. Yeah, but it's still important. But it's like you did your best still though. Yeah. You I know, think we like all did time. in the situations exactly. we always are. So yeah. it's like there's I'm for me, I try not to focus energy over that way. Like, where's mm. my energy here? How did I draw this in? How did I, like, we can always, you know, point fingers at someone else and like, I drew this in because that person was like this or that person was like that. Or, you know, we can go and say about the person mm-hmm. or about the people of our past. But how do we then say, how was I the mirror for that? How did I draw that in? And for me, it was like, I'm, you know, it was five years ago when I met this person and I was very in an insecure place and mm-hmm. I was very in a needing validation from someone else rather than having it within yeah. myself. So that's what I drew in. <laughs> Dang, yo, this is so good. So how, how are you validating yourself right now? Continuing to come back to me again and again and again and, mm. and not being afraid to use my voice to speak mm. into what is valuable to me and what I, where I need to be, how I need to, how I need to show up, how I need to show up for me. Um, and that is also how I've drawn in an amazing human into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've said things that in 
you know, how we're taught as women, especially like, oh, don't say that. That was that's going to push him away or Ooh. don't say that too soon or don't don't go I there. About this. <laughs> <laughs> so like a uh, second weekend that we ever hung out, uh-huh. I we felt this intense connection mm-hmm. and it was in something I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, we kind of talked about like, oh, I can already see you being my girlfriend. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not looking for just a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a partner for where I am in my life. Yeah. Um, I am. I'm so clear that who I get to be with next gets to be very aligned with my family because I didn't have that before. Mm. And I allowed that to be OK, where mm-hmm. that's my deepest one of my deepest values yeah. that gets to be like in alignment. <laughs> um, and so I was like, so I said, yeah, like you'd have to meet my family. I'm looking for a partner, like these things that should be all right. Uh, bye, <laughs> you yeah. know, pushing some of them away. Mm-hmm. And it just drew us in even closer. We talked about That's spirituality. So cool. We talked about travel. We talked about purpose. We talked about non-negotiables. We talked about just so many things that were like, okay, okay. Like, values on point I'm being seen and even as I walked my as I continued I will say to walk my journey of getting past my past of manipulation mm-hmm. and betrayal and um resentment because mm-hmm. uh, it's a journey guys like <laughs> doesn't just go away um he's open to holding space for that yeah and and I've told him from the very beginning like listen I'm still on my healing journey triggers make him come up for me it has nothing to do with you but like you don't have to walk this journey with me Mm. and he held space and was Mm -hmm. amazing and incredible and (laughs) so like and he's always and I think we we just both give ourselves that permission to be in it however that may be whether that is like feeling frustrated feeling sad with ourselves feeling so incredibly excited and needing space like whatever that is like we Mm. allow and and give permission for the other person to feel yeah just for it all that's what it sounds like that's so cool just like yeah like whatever it is just like feel it yeah you know talk about it yeah no judgment exactly yeah that's dope so i know men and women you know have should work should whatever (laughs) i'm not going to use proper therapist lingo but what should oh my hell whatever <laughs> like, just say it just say it it's sh- all you good. should all do this do do what we say but like because like you just mentioned earlier about kind of women like not saying things or not asking for it all why not right like why not yes. right why not ask for it all like you can freaking get it and create it so what is your message like why not i th- it always comes back to being clouded from whether that's family, friends, past relationships, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say like, get so clear in who you are. Ooh. Like you don't draw in this couple goals and relationship <laughs> yeah. goals yeah. or whatever it is uh-huh. just by looking at another person or seeking it out in another person. It has to start within, it has to start here. And mm. so it's okay. What, like writing for me has been so powerful. I never was like a long-term journaler. I'm still, I don't do it every day. I do it when I need to, Mm -hmm. but this is one of those times where I would recommend someone doing it and saying, okay, 
what is it that I want? Take out what my parents think. Take out what my family thinks. Take out what my friends think. Take out what were my past relationships and what they told me. Because I was also told, like, I can't have a family person that also wanted to attack life and be purpose driven and, and not work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. If I was going to have a family man, he was going to be a nine to fiver. And if that's what you want, fine. That's what I was conditioned. That's what I was told from my past. And so that's what I started to believe. And so it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) If I can be this person, Mm -hmm. why can't another person? Ooh, I like that. And that's what also allowed me not to get stuck in that, that like, Oh, he, you know, he cheated. All men cheat all like, this is all bad. No. Again, (laughs) if I don't, if I'm loyal, if I'm trustworthy, if I'm in integrity, I know that I can mirror that back as well. That's cool. It goes back to that mirror. Yeah. So rather than being jaded and, and having one person's choices dictate everyone's choices, that's not how it works. (laughs) That sounds so silly. But that's really what we do. That's funny. That just like hit, yeah. hit me. That Yeah. What? Yeah. We think that one person's choices is like that's what everyone's going to do. Exactly. Which is so silly and so crazy. That is silly. And not, not reality at all. And so if we can then go back into, you know, okay, again, journal, what is it that I want? What is it that I envision? What is the life, the relationship? I mean, nowadays you can create whatever kind of relationship you want as well and you mm-hmm. won't be judged for it. I don't care if it's like you want multiple partners, you yeah. want one main partner and then other, like it, it doesn't matter. Create what you want, be real with it. Maybe it's men and women. Maybe it's, it, you know, just whatever it is, like get clear for you. Mm. And I was even talking to another friend and he wanted more of a mate he what he calls he termed monogamish relationship yeah yeah. and um he explained (laughs) what that means and how he would want to have kids and what that looks like and then i just got to recently chat with him and he found that that's so cool and he cultivated it and i'm like see when you get clear on what it is you want you can draw that in it doesn't have to be, well, this person is doing this, so I have to do that or whatever it may be. You can create what you want to create. I love it. Okay. Um, so there's a segment in my show as we wind down. It's called Scroll My Soul. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fun. So what that means is I keep a running list of notes from podcasts, conversations, quotes, whatever inspires me, my own thoughts or whatever. I write it down and then I randomly scroll through my, the phone or the notes on my phone. I stop. I read it back to you and I say, what does this make you think or how do you feel when I read it? Cool. But the funny thing is I actually wrote this um, right before I left to come here to meet you. And so I'm not going to scroll. I'm just because it fits so well. And I thought it must be meant to be. So this is cool. I wrote, it doesn't matter how many times you're told you're beautiful enough or worthy if you don't believe it yourself. Hundred (laughs) percent. Oh my God. That was me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even take compliments. I like if someone gave me a compliment, I'd be like, no, stop. Or, or Mm. reflect it back to them or like, well, that's so cute on you or like whatever it is. Like I couldn't accept and say thank you and Mm. just receive that. Um, and so that was a big process and journey for me. And then I had someone point out to me that, as I would get ready in the morning, <laughs> I would tear down every little thing about myself. 
and verbally verbally hmm. not needing someone to validate it or say anything it was just a regular practice of like oh i look fat today oh my hair oh like, you would really say that i would say that wow that's surprising to me <laughs> and then when it got pointed out that like the energy that you create just being around you sounds really negative and i was like oh no like i'm creating negativity for someone else like, I thought this was just here, like, and that's okay. <laughs> but now me verbalizing means that I'm giving permission for other people to speak to themselves that way. Then I started, it again, increased my awareness. It's what I wear around my wrist, awareness. Um, mm. And then I noticed my mom did it. My friends did it. Wow. My, like, ev- like, uh, almost all like even think about it like you take a, a picture with a group of friends what is the first thing that you look at you yourself or even in a video yes i always catch myself just yours watching yourself i'm like nope look at the other person yeah mm-hmm. or like okay take a photo appreciate the scenery first <laughs> the other people appreciate yeah. what's the moment mm-hmm. and then maybe okay maybe we take another one <laughs> like whatever mm-hmm. after you look at yourself but appreciate like the other things rather than mm. just what you fixate on is your own insecurity that no one else can see and no one else cares about. And, and then, so I actually enrolled my friends and family, my mom to, if I say anything bad about myself, can you please catch me and make I me reverse it. it and ditto. Like if you say anything negative about yourself, I'm going to be like, Hey, hold up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you reverse that real quick? <laughs> And, and then I spent a month writing down two to three things I loved about myself every day. And is that how you ultimately, do you, I, do you do it anymore? I don't, I don't do it. Do I still need reminders every once in a while? Mm-hmm. Totally. Will yeah. I still catch myself or my friends? Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's still, it's, it's still a practice, it's a practice, but it's 100% shifted my my mindset on myself. It's mm. um, allowed the energy within my friend group to just be so incredibly supportive. And like, yes, I know. <laughs> There's That's like a cool. joke too of like uh, one of the personal development programs I went through, and um, someone gives you your compliment and you say, "Thank you, I know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be a little too much for uh-huh. me, but. <laughs> but why not? Like, I know exactly. It goes back into like, why can't you have it all? Like, yeah, of course, there's sacrifices and hard times, whatever. But why can't you create, like, what you want? Yeah. And, like, appreciate your dopeness. Appreciate it. Yeah, accept it. Have compassion for yourself. That's love. Mm -hmm. So what are two things you love about yourself today? (laughs) Um, (sighs) Two things I love about myself. (laughs) Got put on the spot. That's right. Okay. It's a practice. Uh, It is a practice. (laughs) I love, um, I so appreciate my body. It mm. just like the, it goes so deep um, with the appreciation, and love. I can sit out of bed. I can walk. I can like, I mean, just many things that I can say about that. And then I will say that I love my hair. Hey, there you <laughs> go. The hair does look good. Thank you. Objectively. Oh, and way Thank to you, accept. <laughs> there you go. Way to accept it. That's awesome. Okay. So as we wind down, is there anything on your mind, heart or soul that you feel compelled to speak of (laughs) (laughs) um i just i really appreciate this Mm -hmm. time to time connection this in-person um interview i love doing them in person so much better it's uh, the connection and the energy exactly um and i'm just like sitting in this moment truly appreciating like Mm -hmm. the time that you took 
um, the energy that we get to create and put into the world. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I just, I would say take time wherever you are listening and wherever you're going to, wherever you came from and appreciate it. Ooh, I like that. And I appreciate you very, very much. Thank you. You're and you're just, yeah, you're genuine as hell. So I'm, I'm excited for all the good, all the good that's already here and all of whatever else that we can't see is coming. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Adios. All right, Grow Junkies. I hope you love that interview and conversation as much as I did with Jen. And if you did, make sure you go leave a review on iTunes right now. Press pause. Go leave a review. Tell me what your favorite section or clip of what we discussed because I would love to get your feedback. So please go leave a review on iTunes and I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. So thank you. And this week's challenge is inspired by Jen and the mobility method. So we are joining her community's challenge to practice mobility that only takes 10 minutes a day. So seven days of mobility and gratitude. Let's be thankful for our bodies and our ability to move them. Jen gives us doable flows that we can take any we can take and do anywhere. So relieve pain, prevent, prevent injury, and lift heavier weight. So whether if you're feeling pain in your body, she can help you with that. Whether you want to prevent injury, she can help you with that. And if you want to squat heavier or squat lower, she can help you with that. And she's even giving away a stand-up desk, a phone ro- a foam roller, and other th- free prizes. And it starts on Monday, November 4th. So click the link in the description if you want to join. Be- so hurry and act because you might be listening on November 3rd or November 4th. And if you're listening after the fact, you can still sign up for Jen's email list and future challenges. So still click that link so you can see what she's up to and other goodies that she gives to her community. I'll be posting every day in my stories of me doing the challenge. So let's freaking go. Um, And as usual, I would love to see how you guys are doing in this week's challenge. So when, if, and when you join us, make sure you tag me at Golan Group, tag Jen at DocGenFit or the mobility method. And let's see how you're grateful for mobility and your bodies this week. So I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Send this episode to anyone that came to mind while listening who could really benefit. Share it with that person. You, could, you have the power to make a difference, whether it's physical ailments, you know, someone going through like relationship or they're trying to just heal There's so many things that we talked about that Jen really delivers on. So I hope that you share it with that person that you thought of. And remember, if it's anyone, it's you. If it's any time, it's now. I love you. I truly, truly do. Have an amazing week.